Hello, everyone, and welcome to the brand new Bentley Sustainability Podcast, where myself and a weekly guest discuss a variety of topics regarding sustainability at a corporate level, and also talk about some cool things that are just generally going on in that space. I am your host, Alec. For this first week, we are going to be talking to my good friends and former college roommate, and also sustainability guru, in my opinion, uh, Andrew Hollander. And the reason I call Andrew a sustainability guru is that he was actually a recent recipient of the Bentley DeLongchamp Award, where students here at Bentley are essentially reimbursed for their time spent outside of the classroom, either at a nonprofit or taking an additional course related to business initiatives in sustainability. Outside of this, Andrew has always talked my ear off about his ideas for making the corporate world more sustainable, so I thought he would be a perfect guest for this pilot episode. So we're going to hear from Andrew in a few minutes, but I first wanted to talk a little bit more about kind of the goal of this podcast and also what I'm hoping that you, the listener, are able to kind of take away from it uh, by the time we finish up here. If any of you have ever been enrolled in a business school or taken a few business classes, you've likely heard the horror stories of companies like Enron and WorldCom, or even individuals such as Jordan Belfort, who's best known for being the main character in The Wolf of Wall Street. These stories and lessons are all trying to show that being greedy is what ultimately leads down this road of essentially becoming a case study on what not to do at a business level. These examples in particular are ways that people turn to illegal activities to try and maximize the dollars in their pocket. But I'm here to tell you that there's a new wave coming that is both profitable and legal. So you, the future business leader or decision maker, cannot end up with your own case study or just in a bad light with the public. And that is investing in sustainability. For a long time, the US and other well-developed countries have relied on this extractive approach to profitability, which really means using the cheapest possible resources and approaches no matter what that looks like, to maximize their shareholder value. With the way science and technology has developed in the past 30 or so years, we've come to realize that our time on this planet has not been without its destructive activities to the planet itself, and we really can't keep going at the rate that we had been going. The good news is that consumer preferences are starting to adjust to this fact, and that people really care a lot about what kind of products they're buying, what kind of companies they're buying those products from, and what those companies are doing to help with sustainability. I read a 2019 survey led by Hotwire that found that 47% of their internet users worldwide had ditched products and services from a brand that violated their personal values. And at the top of that list of personal values was protecting the environment. So this essentially directly answers the question of why a company would not want to be sustainable. And that's because we're trending in a direction that consumers don't want to buy from unsustainable companies anymore. So what's really happening is that it's becoming more cost efficient and cost effective for companies and other corporations to actually follow guidelines and invest money into their sustainability. As great as this news is, there are still a lot of companies out there that have built their empire on the back of unsustainable practices, and continue to do so to this day. So as a finance person, I thought to myself, what's the best way we could 
kind of inadvertently punish some of these companies that are really running rampant with their carbon pollution. And that's where I'm going to leave this portion of the podcast and bring in our guest for the week because he has a lot of great insight on this topic. With that being said, uh, welcome, Andrew, and thanks for joining me today. Hey, Alec, thanks for having me. I appreciate the the shout out as a sustainability guru, <laughs> although I'm not, but let's do it. All right, man, you're welcome. So I wish I had way more time to tap into your wealth of sustainability knowledge, especially as a DeLong Champ recipient. But I wanted to ask you about uh, this up and coming idea in the ESG space. And for those who don't know, ESG essentially means sustainable investing. As you are actually going to be starting your career in this space after graduation, which I think is really cool. So my question is about this concept of a global carbon cap or a carbon trade tax system and how that could potentially impact asset management. Because as a finance major, I think that's a really interesting idea and definitely could shake up like potential valuations, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the carbon, I think this is something that I've kind of recently been really looking into. Um, and I know that like there are a lot of economists out there that think that a carbon tax is like not only something that would benefit the environment, but could also be done in a sense, implemented in a way that doesn't really like mess up the the economy that badly and actually could like help foster a nice transition into a sustainable world. Um, I think it's a great idea because look, this is the problem with economics and like I'll t- as someone who studies economics, one of my the, the department chair actually at Bentley, uh, I won't say his name, great guy, but he I emailed him about climate change, kind of like how, how it's kind of like ignored in the economics space. And he's like, well, you know, economics is all about like utilizing resources that are scarce and like it maximizing the utility of all those resources. And it's like, OK, you're right. But when we don't price in, I mean, there is no price on carbon. So like that's just completely excluded from the market. So how can, like, we're not going to use it efficiently if it's not even like priced in, right? Like accurately priced in. Um, so what I'm, what I've been exploring and I know a lot of people have been doing really great work in it is like, what if we had, there are carbon cap and trade systems. Um, California does one. Uh, the EU is, I think they already established one. Um, and I think the U S is looking into like a, maybe a tax as well. And what would it would end up doing, which is like really interesting in the finance world is like uh, it would pretty much it would have a very interesting it would shake up the S&P 500. Let's just say that. And pretty much everybody's retirement funds and everything, because if, if investors had to look, if, if companies had to actually um, pay for the amount of carbon that they were responsible for emitting, um, their entire valuation would look or their valuation would absolutely be completely different than it is now because they're not, they're not accounting for that. And um, a lot of the big companies are, are responsible for a lot of emissions. So it would push money in different places. And that's what I, I really think it's, it's interesting and companies that aren't adapting right now, I think are they're, they're going to end up being the, the fossil fuels down the line because I just, you need to adapt or or die out here. Yeah, that's such an interesting concept that, you know, one day with a couple regulation laws passed here and there, the whole financial markets could be shaken up to to its core. Yeah, really. And that's why I'm interested in ESG. And I think like there's a huge talk about like, you know, an, an opportunity out of it. Like if people right now who are on the forefront of this understand what the opportunities are and where we need to move, 
I mean, I, I, you could look at, you can even invest in, in carbon right now as like a commodity. Um, and, and there's like carbon cap and trade things that you can invest in that end up helping like fun projects that try to take carbon out of the atmosphere, um, like growing forests and stuff like that. Uh, so it's really interesting. And, uh, I hope it doesn't mess up the world too badly, but <laughs> me neither, man. Um, <laughs> Well, all right. We're about at time. So a lot of really insightful and cool stuff, man. Thank you for, uh, thank you for coming on for this, for this pilot episode. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, this was, uh, this just made my day. I'm so excited. And I wish we had 40 more minutes to talk about this stuff. I know maybe, uh, maybe we'll continue it on. Um, so thank you for joining me and uh, I'll catch you next time. All right. All right. Sounds good. Okay, welcome back everyone. Post interview with Andrew Hollander. I hope that was as insightful for you all as it was for me. And I also hope you enjoyed maybe learning a thing or two about really the immense challenges that we face as a society today with sustainability and businesses. Um, I think Andrew had a lot of really good things to say, so maybe I'll have to have him on again soon. But in the meantime, be sure to leave us a positive or at least helpful review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And I also hope that you uh, want to join me again next week. So take care, everyone, and thank you for listening.